the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Charles Dickens once wrote, These are the best of the times. These are the worst of times. And I mean, that sounds like criticism that we could all take to heart. From a tale of two cities, old Chuck Dick. Uh, Dickens. Um, Charles Dickens, he has shortened it. Chuckles, Chuckles Dickinson. Do you get the idea, right? It's, these are the best of times. These are the worst of times. Um, and I feel like that's where the, we are in the market. Did you see the returns last year? The NASDAQ was up 21% for the year. Holy mackerel. S&P 500 was up 27%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 18%. Wait, wait, did you say the S&P 500 was up 27%? Yep. Bitcoin was up 59%. Oil was up 55%. Oil is the tell. Well, there's there's a lot of tells in these numbers. 10-year treasury at 1.5%. I'm not going to make a wager here, but I would wager, if I could wager, but I'm not wagering, I, I would wager that any year that near treasury is at 1.5%, it's a conducive area for the stock market to succeed, and the stock market probably succeeds. Like you're going to win more often than not. Oil up 55% tells me, uh-oh, inflation. I'm paying more for gasoline for flights. I'm paying more for the factories to have to fire up their smokestacks. Anything that consumes energy. So these are the best times. 1.51% on 10-year treasury. These are the worst times. Up 55% in oil last year. Meme stock started out January hot, hot, hot last year at this time. Stock market got concerned with Omicron by the end of the year. It was a crazy 12 months. We hit 70 record highs on the S&P 500. Stunning. We haven't done that since the 80s. And because of that, now you're punished to listen to 80s music today. Microsoft was up 51% last year. Apple up 34%. They had good years, but a lot of people thought they should have had better years. These are the best times. These are the worst times. Last year, earnings came through really strong. We had great expectations. Charles Dickinson Dickens once wrote Great Expectations, which was a fantastic story about a young man named Pip and how he grows up in three different phases. So that story had a first third, his youth, the next third, his between years and the last third is 20s. Great expectations on earnings last year. They're still feeling pretty good now. But last year we had easy comparisons. This year we're going to have much tougher comparisons. So in 2021, we were comparing it to 2020 when, quite frankly, our economy shut down. I don't know, it was Trump. I don't know if it was Biden, I don't know if it was Republicans, I don't know if it was Democrats, but we all stayed at home, stay away from COVID. 
And we said, uh, we're not going to work. We're going to buy a home in a remote location. We're not going to work. And somehow our earnings came through. Again, a lot of government stimulus there, right? These are the best times. These are the worst times. But we had great expectations on earnings. And now we're starting to say, okay, we need a little bit of a teeter-totter here before the earnings can be strong on their own, lacking government stimulus. We need 2022 to be like, hey, take a look at that teeter treasury. Companies, you go out, you buy box stocks. Companies, you go out and expand your business. Companies, you downsize, you right-size, you do whatever you need to do. Stay-at-home stocks in 2021 were a disaster. Zoom was down 50%, Peloton down 75%. We're involved in a little bit of a Santa Claus rally right now. Ho, 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 based on, that's right, Charles Dickens. Novel, A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge. Who's showing up? Scrooge, the Grinch, or Santa? And as of right now, we have a Santa Claus rally going on. I know you're saying you took one too many English lit classes, Rob. Why would you say Ebenezer Scrooge? That's my favorite story of all time. Charles Dickens and old Ebenezer not paying his employees enough to have a livable wage making them work on Christmas Eve, not giving them health care. I love that story. And then at the end, he gets all like soft and gives away money. Boo. Boo is what I have to say about that. These are the best of times. These are the worst of times. Um, well, here we are again. New Year, same old bull market. S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average notched records on the first trading day yesterday. Investors sent airline and travel stocks higher. I traveled over the holidays. I had my flight back on Saturday night, canceled. So I had to hustle back Saturday morning, only because I don't sleep terribly well. And I saw the flight was canceled and I, I instantly shifted to an earlier flight. Last four seats, everyone in my family had to sit in different rows, different, different aisles. We were all separated. It was crazy. It was okay. We got back. The airline industry did its job. Airline stocks did really, really well yesterday. And what's funny about that is that's on the Monday after Rob had a canceled flight. When there was thousands of canceled flights. Airline stocks did well. That's how Wall Street works. That's the best lesson I can teach you right now. 13,000 flights canceled and you'd be like, eh, I bet, I bet they're going to lose money. We don't care. We know that there was 13,000 flights available and we know that ones that we got on were packed. 5.6% of all flights canceled over the weekend due to weather and COVID issues. Keeping the staff healthy enough to fly. Severe weather, sick crews, Delta United, JetBlue. JetBlue didn't have any blues. They just threw out some extra money to the people that could work, and they got enough flights done. Throwing out the extra money tells you how our economy is going to work going forward. As long as we live during area, uh, the era of booster shots, people are going to get more money. That's going to be inflationary. What else do I need to hit? The FDA authorized Pfizer booster shots for kids ages 12 to 15 in order to provide more protection against Delta and Omicron. The CDC is going to make a final ruling later this week before they're made available. 
we had a COVID scare, which turned out just to be a cold, but we had a COVID scare in my family. And I felt like the worst dad ever because I took my family to the East Coast. We had a COVID scare. It's like, but we still moved forward because we're like, ah, we got booster shots. We're all good. We're all good. Um, And the, the, the cold that we all had lasted one day like colds do. And the COVID test that we all took with our fingers crossed that we're not going to be COVID positive all came back negative. It's just like a normal year. And I'm like, woo, let's go. Let's travel again in two weeks. So there's going to be some pent up demand. She's guilty. She's guilty. A jury found Theranos, founder Elizabeth Holmes guilty of all four. Tra- oh, not of all. She was found guilty on four of the charges of criminal fraud. Took 50 hours of deliberations. We'll probably talk about this either today, tomorrow, or sometime soon, because I think it's an important thing to talk about fraud in the securities industry. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. If you need a referral to a financial planner, contact me. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I feel that I have too much information coming back from holidays. First and foremost, thank you for doing everything you can. I know listening to the show is not easy. I too would rather be listening listening to a comedy show or a podcast of my flavor versus talking about investments and retirements. The White House yesterday said it's sending a billion dollars to independent meat and poultry producers in order to promote competition in the heavily concentrated industry. Okay, the White House and Biden are taking on big meat to try to curb inflation. I love cooking brisket. Everyone loves holiday brisket. Well, not not the vegans, but not the vegetarians, but you get the idea. Four large meatpacking companies control 85% of the beef market, and this dominance allows them to drive up prices more than a market with many different players would allow. Old Clara Peller from Wendy's. Um, prices for meat rose 16% annually in November. Biden is currently picking on meat producers. This administration has taken aim at several other industries. The White House argues a few big players have exasperated inflation. The FTC is investigating oil and gas companies for anti-consumer behavior that's driven up gas prices. And that makes a little bit of a sense, right? When you're like, wow, uh, there's transitory inflation. Like, why, why are we going higher in gas prices? Why are we going higher in oil prices? Why are you going fl- higher in plane prices? We went through a period of deregulation. I want to say it started with Reagan, but I really felt it under Clinton where we started deregulating industries and saying, you know, the government's going to step aside. You guys do your own thing to yourselves. You guys want to merge, you merge. If you guys want to like acquire, you can acquire. But over the summer, even before price growth got out of hand, there were 72 directives to step up antitrust enforcement and price competition. 
amongst consumer price issue type of commodities. Interesting to me. Back to school has fumbled its way into the new year. Staff at LA County public and private schools will be required to wear medical grade masks indoors and in crowded spaces outdoors. If you thought yesterday was the calm before the storm, we're supposed to spike on Omicron in about 10 days from now. We've had cities and states start to stress. Public schools in Cleveland, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and New York. All districts, not all districts, some districts in Michigan have all delayed their starts and are switching to remote learning. So we're back there again. Omicron appears to be incredibly infectious. Incredibly infectious. Like, you know, your parents warn you about having, making love and a baby could happen at any one time. Ain't that the truth? People are starting to think the same way with the Omicron of don't take off your mask because even one second with it down. Chicago teachers have threatened to stop working in person on Wednesday after a botched at home testing plan led to a backlog of unprocessed student tests. So we're still kind of there. Is this year two or is this year three of COVID? It's really going on quite long. The good news and the bad news is this one is incredibly infectious. That's both bad news and good news. These are the best times, these are the worst times. The good news is it appears Omicron kills the potential of Delta to bring you down. And Omicron doesn't bring you down. So what we're seeing out of South Africa and out of England right now is more antibodies in people and less death. Whether it's the antibodies from the shot or the antibodies from the sickness itself, it seems to be helpful. Minus the fact that people who are unvaccinated are getting sick and going to the hospitals at record levels. Yesterday in Florida, the cases were up over 580% week over week. DeSantis's chance of running for president are going down, 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 down because he is incommunicado. He is hiding. He is embarrassed that his state is rampant because he said things like, ah, it's not going to kill you. He better be right if he wants to be president because uh, people tend to remember that kind of leadership. With that said, I'm not political. I'm just telling you this. This is a political thing, and it stinks. Even Betty White died is political. How is that? First and foremost, I don't care about Betty White. Never really liked her. Never really liked the Golden Girls. Not my thing. Didn't watch it with my mom. Didn't watch it with my grandma. Nothing like that. I know. I know. I know. She was 99 years old. Good for her. But she wasn't my shtick. And when she died, I was like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. I bet the queen's next. I know you're saying you're harsh, Mr. Black. You're harsh. If you still have a working BlackBerry, you are a freak. If you're running BlackBerry 10 software or 7.1 OS and earlier, it's time to hang up the phone. You'll no longer be able to reliably use that device for SMS, phone calls, data usage, or even calling 911. You have a brick. It is being turned off as of today. Once the creme de la creme 
the bourgeois of the smartphone market. BlackBerry had 80 million active users in 2012 with power button smashers like President Obama, Kim Kardashian. And someone that was driving next to you were like, that looks like a cool phone. What is that? So BlackBerry doesn't make phones anymore. And they've pivoted to focus on cybersecurity and provide operating systems for cars. The auto industry moves towards autonomy. At one point last year, BlackBerry even did a little side gig, pretending to be a meme stock. I know you're saying, BlackBerry's dead? How do I feel about that? I had a girlfriend once leave her BlackBerry phone in my apartment. And let's just say she was dating two people at once. (sighs) I lost on that one. AT&T and Verizon said they delay launching 5G service near airports for two weeks to avoid potential disruptions to aviation. Oh, wait, you're going to wait two weeks? Your phone could bring down a big old Boeing airplane. You're going to wait two weeks? I'm keeping my fingers crossed that one works out well. David Bowie's estate sold his publishing catalog to Warner Chapel Music for $250 million. It's the latest transaction in the frenzy of music rights sales. We've seen everyone from the uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, to Bob Dylan really profit from a huge catalog that ranges back many years. Mercedes unveiled an electric car concept with a range of 620 miles on a single charge, a Tesla killer. And it's really aerodynamic. It, It really looks like a teardrop. It's pretty darn cool, this car. They're saying they're going to make the wheels out of aluminum instead of steel uh, wire uh, frames. Grims. So there's going to be a lot of compromises on, on materials to make it lighter. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. This is the world's saddest song. I know for the podcast listeners, you may not be hearing it. Don't go away. I'll make another cup of coffee. It's about a friend dying. And that's life. Bad things happen. You need to be ready for it. Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes was found guilty of all four counts. No, no, I can't keep saying all four counts. She was charged with multiple more counts. She was found guilty of four counts of fraud. Each count carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, a $250,000 fine. Does crime pay? Will she walk away <clears throat> with hundreds of millions of dollars and pay ultimately a million dollar fine and go to prison for 80 years? Or does the judge go, you know what? She's Caucasian. She's blonde. She's got blue eyes. I'm going to go easy on her. We'll find out in about 20 days. I think sentencing has to happen 20 days, except for special circumstances after a, a guilty Jurors found her not guilty on four more counts, all of which were related to patients who took Theranos tests. They failed to reach a verdict on three others. 
Um, in the end, this should be a great lesson. You can't believe everything you hear and you can't put your money with it, an untested company. If you were to come to me right now and say, Rob, I have the choice of investing for the next 30 years in a company that has a cure for cancer or a company that, that makes sugary soft drinks, Coca-Cola or the cure for cancer, I'm going with Coca-Cola. Demon known versus demon unknown. What if that cancer treatment causes you to have erectile dysfunction? What if it doesn't actually work? And that's what we learned from Theranos. Sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to. Apple yesterday was briefly worth more than $3 trillion, just 16 months after surpassing the $2 trillion mark. Apple's become the first U.S. company to cross the $3 trillion threshold. Wow. When I got into this industry 25 years ago, if you had said, Rob, let's take a wager. What's the first company to come up to a $3 trillion valuation? I would never have thought Apple. Apple was 30 days away from bankruptcy 25 years ago. 30 days away from bankruptcy. And you know who bailed them out? Microsoft. Now, I bet Microsoft wishes they had held on to the shares of Apple they bought back then. But that's not here into there. Magical. This is going to be a fun year for Apple. They're going to be revalued as an augmented reality company and revalued as an autonomous driving car. So if Tesla's worth a trillion, why not add another trillion onto Apple? Facebook's metaverse is going to be a, a play. Facebook wishes they were Apple because they have hardware. They don't. Zuckerberg's going to lose this one. The hardware companies are going to win. Augmented reality product that's coming out in 2022 is looking to be priced around $3,000. And we all know people who will buy it. YouTube's revenue soon is going to outpace Netflix. Netflix has been streaming king for the long while with high revenue from a bounty of subscribers. But YouTube is going to surpass Netflix early this year, and YouTube should become the king of streaming. Except for the fact that TikTok has overtaken them as far as the number of hours watched. More companies say they won't attend CES this year. Google, Microsoft, Facebook, TikTok, all will not attend. Um, CES, I've been to a few of them, consumer electronic shows. I go just to see what they're promising. And again, 20 years ago, I went. And I got to see a Japanese company show us the miracle of 3G. And how you're going to be able to get super fast download speeds and how your car was going to be able to drive itself with this wireless technology. Um, it didn't really change the world. The CES made you think that it was going to change the world. Maybe it did change the world. Maybe I'm just being naive. But you get the idea. Let's burn through some content, shall we? There's so much going on right now. Start of the year kind of overwhelms me in a good way. Um, let's talk about some themes of money for 2022. I think this is relevant. 
who's going to issue money in our digital world? That's the problems with governments. Will governments armed with central bank digital currencies continue to monopolize monetary systems? Or will we continue to start the love affair with Bitcoin and digital currencies? China's rolling out its own digital currency, electronic payments. They're doing that during the Winter Olympics in February. U.S. is developing regulations targeted at private issuers of stable coins. There's an adoption of decentralized cryptocurrencies for payments continuing to grow around the world. 2022 is going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of policy discussion. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, is going to try to find ways to clarify its position on whether tokens are unregistered securities or not. The SEC is under pressure to approve Bitcoin ETFs that are based on spot prices. Ethereum 2.0 is going to be a player. Ethereum really tore up Bitcoin last year on head-to-head competition. And now they're moving towards 2.0, which will essentially be a lot less energy used to approve smart contracts that are embedded inside of the digital currency and the platform. Ethereum should have a very good year based on the fact that they're, they're upgrading what it can and can't do. I know this is weird. Um, you know, you get you just got Windows and there's a new software update. Yeah, Ethereum can be updated too. And with that update, it'll make it a lot less energy intensive. And that's supposedly a good thing. Web3, this is a year that you're going to hear more and more about this. Web3 enthusiasts seek to give people greater control over their data and content than we've seen in the last two decades. Humanity has to have a way out of technology. And Web3 is the biggest promise. And the problem with it is, is Web3 is being developed by big corporations and by entrepreneurs who the lure of exponential returns is far greater than let's do something good by the people of the world. So you're going to hear more and more about Web3 in the year that comes. Daily COVID cases top 1 million in the United States, doubling its previous record. I would say I'm really proud of Americans, but I don't know if that's the right thing to say here. Um, We couldn't control ourselves during Thanksgiving and Christmas, me included. Took on more risk this year than I did in the previous two years combined. Our previous record was 486,428 four days ago. Now we hit 1 million four days later. More than 55 million confirmed COVID cases and more than 826,000 deaths have been reported in the United States since January 2020. Fox News lost me when Brian Kilmeade yesterday goes on a rant that there's too many tests, too many tests. I'm like, that's not a bad thing. But just shows you that we've politicized even Betty White dying. We'll politicize the virus. We'll politicize anything going forward until we get a dictator to rule the country. We will politicize anything. It's the rubble conference. Rubble, 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 rubble. Um, so here's the thesis that I'm working on, and I'm going to talk about it more in the coming days. <laughs> Apple's now a $3 trillion company. I think they're going to grow faster in the U.S. economy, which if you go back and study me for 20 years, I like companies that grow faster in the U.S. economy. 
So the U.S. economy is going to grow at 4%, 3%. I think Apple's going to grow at 5 to 8%. And because of that, I still like the company. But its days as a growth stock extraordinaire should be slowing down. But I probably said that at $2 trillion as well. But I'm keeping my thesis constructive. We'll figure it out. Um, Elon Musk, his wealth surged by $30 billion yesterday after Tesla stock jumped to a record on fourth quarter production. There's not enough story there, really. Other than to say, this is a year where automakers are going to have to start delivering on their expectations of production. And this is the decade of lithium. Do you know who controls most of the lithium in the world? China. And this isn't a crazy prediction to say out loud, but there's a good chance China this year says, you know what? We're going to keep the lithium for our car makers and for our solar panels. We'll find out. Should you invest in lithium? Investing in mining stocks is tricky. I'd consider it though. Maybe through an ETF. Sort of work advisor for the action and stocks have on the show. I did an interview yesterday with a market strategist that I'm going to put on my YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube overtaking Netflix and revenue, check it out at YouTube name Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Real quickly, indulge me. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he think it'd blow our minds. David Bowie selling his catalog in death, $250 million. You kind of understand that, right? You could kind of see every time the song plays, his, his heirs get a penny a quarter of a penny, a tenth of a penny, whatever the the rights negotiations have been made with Spotify and Apple. And there's a star man waiting in the sky. He told us not to blow it because he knows it's all worthwhile. He told me, let the children lose it. Let the children use it. Let the children boogie. I don't even know what the song's about. Maybe about children boogieing. Don't blow it. But it's important to know that's product. Apple's been added to the dogs of the Dow this year as one of the biggest underperformers last year. It now qualifies as this stupid, hanky, cranky, weird thing that we called the dogs of the Dow. The worst three or the worst five stocks in the Dow last year get to be called dogs, and they're well-loved on Wall Street because they've underperformed. It takes some of the risk out of buying them. What's Intel's product? David Bowie's product was Starman, was a catalog of 40 years of music. What's Intel's uh, product? Semiconductors, right? In the 1990s, when you bought a computer, you could have bought a computer powered by AMD, a computer powered by Cyrix. I think a couple of national semiconductor computers were made, or it had Intel inside. And we all went with Intel inside because we knew the product. We trusted the product. Um because of good marketing. So I, I think the thing I want to kind of leave on this segment is know what 
your company is investing in. Product is important. Dennis Gartman sees stocks falling 15% in 2022 on aggressive Fed hikes. Um, I've met Dennis Gartman at a couple shows. He writes the Gartman letter. He's a historic investor in the sense of he's well-known. He's been long calling for a bear market. He's been long wrong. He said the catalyst for decline could be the central bank raising interest rates amidst a continued rise in inflation. If I were a betting man, do I see a 20% correction happening in 2022? I could see it. I could. I'll be honest with you. Not freaked out by that. Garvin's expecting a, a more aggressive approach in part because the newly appointed members who tilt hawkish. S&P 500 gained 27% in 2021 and surpassed nearly all of even those bullish analyst expectations. So Wall Street's saying we expect to go up 10 to 15%, but we go up 27%. He doesn't see it as a crash. He sees it as a slow, laborious decline. So he says, I want to be less involved in the market. Now, he's just one voice, but I throw it out there for you so that you have a best case scenario. We have low interest rates, but we have a worst case scenario. We have higher interest rates coming. And as they come, it's going to be a headwind for stocks. What else is going to be a headwind for stocks? Omicron. What else is going to be a headwind for stocks? Inflation tied towards wages. JP Morgan, on the other hand, says 2022 will see a full global recovery and into the pandemic. And they're saying, here's some ways to profit on it. Instead of hiding, expecting a bear market, invest in some names. Two day, uh, yesterday, it's kind of Sunday, Monday is the right way of saying this. We learned that the CDC hates cruise companies more than Rob Black. I hate cruise lines because I fear being on a boat with strangers. And then my cabin, I'm fine. Uh, who's stuck in my cabin is Kathy Lee Gifford. I hate the idea of someone who's going to sing show tunes stuck in a room with me. I have no interest in cruise lines. I'll never invest in a cruise line. I'll never go on a cruise. First person to find me on a cruise wins one million of Rob Black's money. For the record, you're not allowed to kidnap me and knock me on the head and put me on a cruise. So Carnival is where... JP Morgan Chase is saying, you can make some good money this year. In large part because the CDC hates us, Carnival, and says people should, the last thing you should be doing right now with Omicron is beginning on our cruise. So I was like, dang it. The cruise lines are like, we were so close. We were so close to being loved again. And when they are loved again, sometime in between Omicron and the next version, it's going to have some pretty good returns. Carnival posted a net loss of $2 billion in the third quarter. The company also had a $7.8 billion in liquidity. So they say they've got enough cash to last to get back to full operations. Another company, Airbnb. They remain very attractive. Airbnb's got a lot of expansion ideas. They've got a CEO who I, I'm really enamored with, Brian Chesky. When he talks, he talks really weird stuff. Like he's saying like people are using Airbnbs for a whole month. 
people are, are changing what the idea of where they live, where they work are all about with our company, Airbnb. If Airbnb got into a WeWork kind of scenario where they start leasing corporate offices, it could get very interesting very fast. And as a guy who just spent some time in New York, I, I never look at New York City as an Airbnb kind of, I don't want to stay in someone's apartment, but put me on a, a, a vacation on a lake, I'll stay in your house. <coughs> but Airbnb is going to be an interesting reopening play. Um, they've got operations in China. The reason I bring up they have operations in China is essentially to tell you really quickly, they're a global alternative to hotels. And I don't think they have to do a lot of marketing to prove that. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 